true that is tonight. He just wants us to give up our Isaacs to see if we're willing to give them up. Scripture says, broken heart and contrite spirit, he will not despise her. Simply meaning he won't turn away. There's no doubt a way of approaching the Lord and uh, coming into His presence. Man, you know, there's a lot been said, even here recently. Not only here, but a lot of the message that we've listened to that Brother Nathan or others have sent out. God's been mentioned about hunger and thirst and just wanting God and the hand of God and the voice of God. And as we even heard Sunday morning, the voice of God in our lives to guide and lead us in the world that we're in today. Got your Bibles, 1 Timothy 4 and 1. 1 Timothy 4 and 1 through 6 tonight. It's good to see everybody. Some still battling with the crud and the virus and things of that nature. Some going on vacation, one thing or another. But you and I are here. Jesus Christ himself said, we're two or three gathered in my name. He's in the midst. And if he's here, he wants to do something for somebody. He wants to bless somebody. He wants to help somebody in this house tonight. 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 6. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience sheared with a hot iron. There's really a lot being said in that verse. Forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good. And nothing to be refused. If it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If I put the brethren in remembrance of these things. I shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Nourished up in the words of faith. And of good doctrine. Whereunto thou hast obtained. Are you thankful for tonight for the good doctrine that you have attained? That you've heard? That you've experienced? That's going to hold you? Through this spiritual warfare? This good doctrine that's going to keep you stable when, when others may be being seduced and drawn away and falling away to the wayside. It's sound doctrine, healthy doctrine. It's God's doctrine. It's what's going to hold us. If you and I don't have a love for this doctrine tonight, the times are upon us. It's proving itself. If you'll just watch, and I don't say this with any type of judgment in my heart or spirit or mind here tonight. No intent of that at all. But I'm telling you, the denominal world that has rejected this truth, but has claimed to have fellowship with Jesus Christ, has claimed to be disciples of Jesus Christ, time's on them now to see if they got it or not. And it's not just going to be on the denominal world. It's going to be on the apostolic movement also. But the only thing that's going to see us through this spiritual warfare is the sound doctrines that we have taken out to time to lend our ear to and fill up our hearts 
and established our feet and made up inside of us. I'm going to live this if I have to live it right by myself. I'm going to believe this until the day I die. I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to live this way. And I'm persuaded tonight that this is the doctrine that it's going to take. Because if you and I are not persuaded tonight, I'm telling you there's going to be a deceitful spirit that's going to come. And you're going to be deceived. And you're not going to make the journey. But by the help of God and by sound doctrine, we're going to finish this race. And we're going to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And we're going to be tried and we're going to be tested. And each and every individual is going to find out if they got the goods or not. Time's, time's here. Time's on us. It's happening. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. You're the Lord of our lives. You're the bishop of our souls. We're nothing without you. It's you that gives the increase. It's you that blesses and strengthens. You're the reason that we're here on this Wednesday night. You're the reason that we decided to come, even though we was weary and tired, been busy today and got a busy day tomorrow. But God, we hear, We want to hear your word. We want to feel your touch. We want to give you some glory. We want to allow your word and your spirit to work on our behalf. All the praise and glory lifted to you and to you alone in this house tonight. In that wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. God's been good to us. God's been faithful, not just to us. God's been good and faithful to everybody. No one's exempt. You know, God's been good to people even at times. I believe the scriptures taught us that he's going to owe no man. Any man or individual that lift up their voice with honesty and with sincerity. Even in, in small things, in what you and I would, might would say insignificant things when, it, when you weigh it out unto salvation. But our God that's so mindful of us and, and humanity and of his creation, you and I are the only ones that's created in his image and likeness. He created the angelic host. But I don't believe they're created in the image and likeness of God. Like the first Adam. I heard Bishop Larry Booker make this statement. He said, now this is my own personal conviction or belief. He says, I believe the first Adam. And the second Adam called Jesus Christ was actually the spitting image of the first Adam. Right down to the color of hair and eyes and size and statue he said, that's just my personal belief. But God has given us a plan. God has given of himself. God has paid a price that you and I could not pay. God has taken out the time to move on holy men, to write it down and to record it. God has taken his long suffering and patience, waiting even 4,000 years before he ever enrobed himself into flesh itself. But even after that, some 2,000 plus years has passed, but God still, God still on the voids of saving humanity. God still in the battlegrounds between the, the powers of the spirit of iniquity and the powers of the mystery of godliness. And I'm here again tonight to warn you and I. One of those forces is going to win the battle. None of us has arrived. None of us has attained that place yet. In these earthen vessels, the warfare is still going on tonight. Of Who's going to win this battle? Who's going to persuade us and bring us out on the other side? And it all falls upon who we yield ourselves to. Who we humble ourselves to. Who we lend our eyes to. Who we lend our ears to. Who we allow to captivate our hearts and captivate our minds. We all was born into this world already captivated. not be exempt from it could not be delivered from it within our own selves or by our family's names didn't matter what geographical location we was born 
It doesn't matter what family we was born into. It could be in a fifth generation of one God Pentecostal people. But when you was born into this world as an infant, you were still held captive already because of the fall of man and the shortcoming of that. So I want to talk to us a little bit tonight. It may be a little different, and I don't have all the answers, and don't even want you to think that. But there are a few things, a few just I'm going to bring out, and, and, uh, and, and especially for Matthew. But I tell, what it, I tell you what it, it does. It really nails down the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and being led by the Spirit of God. That is not an option if you and I are planning on going to heaven. It's not an option. It's a must. Our countenance, our conduct, and please take this right, okay, because you're here. So that alone is a witness and a testimony that you want to be saved and that you want to please God and you'll walk in His grace and mercy. Regardless of what time you got here, regardless of what you've been doing since you got here, man, at least you're here. That's, that's more than what some can say, and I'm not throwing that at those that's on vacation and all that. I, I'm not talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those that don't ever come. I'm talking about those that never Never crosses their mind or moves upon their heart to call on the Lord unless they're in trouble. In certain types of trouble. And there's nothing wrong with that. I encourage that. Man, when you get in trouble, that's the time to call on God. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have never called on God. The Bible said he's a very present help in the time of trouble. Call on him. Because you know what? From that it may lead to something else. When he shows up and delivers you out of that, you know what? Something may, a light may come on. An experience may happen. He said, you know what? I kind of like this God. I kind of like what I feel. Anybody like feeling God? Anybody likes feeling the Holy Ghost? Anybody like speaking at times? Anybody feel like to feel like, amen, that you can take on the devil and swing over hell with a wet noodle? Sure you do. That's the reason we come in this place. There's nothing like a Pentecost experience. I'm telling you, the world, the devil, nobody's got anything that can come close to it. They're trying. They're trying through the elements of drugs and alcohol and everything else. They're trying. I'm telling you, it won't happen. Nothing to bring a more sound mind, a more solid heart, and a made-up spirit than the encounters with God. It took those encounters for the leaders in the Old Testament, such as Moses. <laughs> it took those encounters outside, such as the king of David. When he'd be playing that harp out there all by himself and nobody looking except God. This Jehovah God. But when the lion showed up, guess who else showed up? When the bear showed up, guess who else shows up? Amen. Nobody had trained him. Nobody instructed him. And as far as we know scripturally, hallelujah, he didn't have anybody else to lean on except God. But when you're walking with God, I'm telling you, when you're walking the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, it's not a show. We're not here, amen, to put on a show. We're not here to entertain carnality or flesh. We're not here to show out to one another. We're here to worship and magnify the only true living God there is. We know him by his spirit. We know him by his name. We know him by his word. Hallelujah. There's no other God like him. Or the spirit like his spirit. Amen. And I'm telling you, we're living in a time right here in America even of a spiritual warfare that has taken place. And it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. <laughs> and so if there's ever been a time that you and I need to do what Brother Ford done mentioned in the beginning of this service. And that, that's for me. God, he helped me get, get to a place in an altar and a place in prayer of a brokenness. Working on that. Here's, I'm going to use Bishop Odom's, one of his terms. <laughs> Cohabitating. Man, he even talks about the world that wants to cohabitate. Man, the world just wants to shack up and for the good they can get out of it. But no, no, they don't want to make no commitments. They want to keep no vows. 
In fact, they don't want to make them. <laughs> me and you buddies, as long as you let me say what I want to say and go where I want to go and do what I want to do when I want to do it. Praise God. And that's the way the religious world. But I'm telling you, amen, the rug's being pulled out from under them. I'm telling you, amen, relevation. You know why? Because if we watch some of this here tonight, of what's really unfolding and taking place, the spirit of iniquity is not always going to keep its head hidden. It's going to show up. The taskmaster's going to show up. That's the reason the writer in Proverbs warned us about playing with fire. You keep, you keep flirting with it. You keep playing with it. You keep messing with it. First use, you know, you're going to get burnt. Because you can't bring it in. Amen. You can't keep bringing it until all of a sudden. It's like these guys that want to make these pipe bombs. You keep making them. You keep flirting around with them. And first use, you know, the thing's going to blow up in your face. And that's the same way with this and living for God. Amen. We can put on the front. And I'm not saying nobody's here is doing that tonight. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying we're living in a world that most religious and so-called religious people and cause themselves Christians is living a fake life. They live in a twofold life. First of all, they don't have the Holy Ghost to help them live it. And without it, you can't call him Lord, and you're none of his. And so, therefore, when you make that confession, now watch this. This God, amen, I believe, let me just, I won't watch the time, but at the same time, we, uh, I'm not, I don't have a whole lot, okay, so it won't be bad. I've learned something this past week, and if it's just me, and maybe it's just me, but um, but when 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 TD had died, and, and Troy come and talked to me, that was on a Tuesday. But by Thursday evening, I went by his house and come out on the porch, and he made a statement, and I used his statement Saturday morning to speak to them, and talked about grace. But this is the statement Troy made. He said, I told Rhonda. He said, Rhonda, he said, God's been good to TD. He said, and I can't remember, it was either three, but I think it was actually five. He said, TD right here in this area has had five wrecks that he should have got killed. That he shouldn't have walked away from them. In fact, there's some of them, others that was with him, got killed. But he walked away without a scratch. He said all the fights and all the cuttings and all the things he's been in. He said, Rhonda, I'm telling you, God's been good to TD. Now you take that the way you want to. But I told Troy and Rhonda, I said because of that statement, I said God's going to help you. You see, God don't take any statements from anybody just lightly. Not when it's made toward him. I don't know if they're going to come to the fullness of gospel and salvation and all. I don't know that. But I can tell you this much. God will work on our behalf if we'll make a voice for him. If we'll recognize him and recognize his grace and mercy and compassion. Even when it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to work out. When we felt like this is what, not the way it was supposed to turn out. But I can't say like all I can say. God's been good though. God's done his part. God showed his mercy. God showed his grace. God showed his compassion. I'm telling you in this house tonight. Not one single one of us got anything to murmur or complain about. This God, Jesus Christ, has been awesome in our lives. Hallelujah. I told him here Saturday. I said, I don't think God's been given a fair shake on a lot of this. I'm just telling you the truth. People will get mad at God and blame God and do all this other stuff. Why am I in the mess I'm in? Why am I doing this and doing that? But there's a warfare that's going on. A real battle. A real spiritual battle. 
Amen. That's the reason we got to have the whole armor of God on. That's the reason you got to put that helmet on. That's the reason you got to gird up the loins of your mind. You can't just sit around idle. You can't just sit around and wish. You can't just sit around and just, well, you can't, you can't come to the house of God with that kind of spirit and attitude. It really doesn't matter. I'm telling you, the day will come, amen, when the spirit of iniquity will, will captivate your mind. If, if you haven't been delivered yet, hopefully we have. Okay. Jesus makes a statement. I come to take the captive captive. Every one of us was held by captive, by the devil and by the falling of, of sin and by the spirit of iniquity. David said, I was born and shapen by what? By the spirit of iniquity. The spirit of iniquity is something real. I don't have all the insights about it. I don't have all I'd love to have about it. And, and I'm not sure if I'd want to see it and see it. But I'm telling you, I'm watching it unfold. I'm telling you, there's a movement right now in this community. The reason those, those places are being torn apart and can't get along and do is because they didn't fight against that spirit of iniquity. And they just let it go and start accepting and let some of their so-called spiritual leaders that was not spiritual leaders stand in their pulpits and take position. But the spirit of iniquity now is striving them apart. The spirit of iniquity now it's going to shut them down. And I'm telling you tonight, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you better get it in your heart and your mind and spirit. I'm going to get it. If you don't have a desire for it, you better shake that spirit off. That's a spirit, man. That's a spirit. If you've got an attitude spirit and you don't think you've got to have it, you better, you better get, you better silence that voice. You better get that spirit under your feet. Hello, you better not get to the places you have to speak in tongues. I'm telling you, the Bible's told us you gotta speak in that heavenly language as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. That's not man's words, honey. That's God's word. That's the reason God had it wrote down. That's the reason God took the time and moved on men to have it wrote down. What kind of mess we'd be in tonight if we didn't have this Bible. Man, look what the mess we're in with it. And most of them out of this same book. But they don't have a love for truth. And they didn't see they see the word of God with gladness. That's the reason when we come to this house, regardless of our condition, we ought to come in this house with gladness. We ought to come in this house, amen, with a countenance on our face and a smile on our face. It might have been, amen, it might have been the worst day we ever lived. But now that I can get to the house of God and be with my brothers and sisters of my precious faith, as we are tired and sick as I might be, hallelujah, something can happen here. It's the power of his spirit. And so, as we look at this and watch it, I'm just going to bring a few things out and, and, as we look at it. When you back up one verse prior to this chapter, this is 1 Timothy 3 and 16. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. Mystery in the, in the Bible. Amen. Here's how the premier actually puts it. Let me just try to use. Mystery in the Bible is a truth that before was unknown. But now is being revealed. And this being revealed, no doubt, in this particular verse is that Jesus is God. <laughs> if, that's, if you don't get that revelation... About this one God message. About this one Lord. And you better get it written on the tables of your heart. It can't just be because grandma done it. And grandma's grandma's done it. You got to get it written on your heart. Because that's the only thing that's going to keep the spirit of iniquity from robbing your heart. That's going to be the only thing that's going to keep the spirit of iniquity to captivate your mind. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost tonight, there's too many Holy Ghost minds, amen, that the spirit of a nigga is trying to captivate and rob. You know why? Because we ain't got the word of God written on the tables of our hearts and love it. 
We got to love it more than money. You got to love it more than your mama. You got to love it more than your daddy. You got to love it more than your son and your daughters. You got to love it more than anything else that you can have pleasure in this life. You got to love it more than eating the natural fruit. You got to love it more than anything else. That's what's going to get me out of here. I can't make it by myself. I'm not a match for the devil. If Eve wasn't a match for the devil in the garden, just who do we think we are? We don't have a chance. Unless we allow, amen, the Spirit of Godliness to get a hold of us. You don't believe that? Start asking tomorrow. Everybody that calls themselves a Christian. And they wouldn't like this. But just see how they're dressed. See how they talk. The places they go. And they want to say they're godly. Grace of God's been given to us. That we can deny ungodliness. That we have the power and the strength to overcome it. In this present world. He came to save us from our sins. Not in them. He came to deliver us from the power and the authority of them. I'm telling you, there's, there's too many Holy Ghost filled people sometimes walking around with hurt feelings and down and depressed and, and mad about this and mad about that. Amen. When none of us have suffered nowhere near where Jesus Christ suffered. None of us has suffered nowhere near where the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter. None of us has, worshiped, has even, amen, suffered like J.T. Pugh and the forefathers in this, this country right here. Any of you had rotten eggs and rotten tomatoes thrown at you? What would you do if there was some lined up right out there? You pulled in here, buddy, and they started throwing them. In your $350,000 car, how about that? Well, some of us, it wouldn't matter if it cost $35. We'd find out how much Holy Ghost we got. Well, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm going to pull an axe and 238s on is what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, so, so as we, we watch this. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh justified in the spirit notice that's capitalized seen of angels preached unto the Gentiles believed on in the world received up into glory I believe that I believe he ascended I believe he's he's in that heavenly throne room right now as my high priest never slumbers never sleeps amen when my phone won't get a hold of my wife hallelujah I'm telling you there's never a breakdown when I cry out to this Jesus when I call on his name with honesty and sincerity immediately all of heaven stirs immediately of the kingdom the power there I moves even though he don't come and rescue me I got the assurance and promise. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And he'll give me the strength to run the race. And he'll give me the strength, amen, to finish the course. And he knows exactly where I'm at. Because I'm his little darling and you're his little darling. And if we bear in his spirit and his name, I tell you, we're going to win. And so, when you go to 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7... For this mystery of iniquity doth already work. It didn't take long, man, as it begins to work. And when you really begin to look at this, the mystery of iniquity, you can go to Ephesians 3 and 3. Paul's writing here, he talks about revelations. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote before a few words. Whereby when he read. He may understand by knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I'll tell you something. Most of their ministering and preaching. Dealt with Jesus Christ being the Messiah. And preaching the resurrection of the dead. 
you know what? I'm going to leave that alone. I'll go on. Whereby when he read, let me, which in other ages or worlds was not made known unto the sons of men. And it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Now they're revealed, they're made known, amen, because now by the Spirit that moves upon us and the power. Another place he says, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We're really not, amen. We, we, we know within our own hearts and by the quickening of the Holy Ghost. Hey, wait a minute, I, I, I ain't got no business going there. I, I shouldn't have to have a preacher to preach me everything every time I turn around, amen. I shouldn't have to have a preacher to tell me what to put my clothes lined at and draw the lines on me. I should not have a preacher, amen, to draw this line and draw that line. you got something greater, amen, inside of you than any man that's ever walked outside of Jesus Christ. And that's a measure of his spirit. And I'll tell you about that measure of that spirit. is the only spirit, amen, that's going to keep that spirit of iniquity from slipping back in and slipping back into your life and your heart. That's the reason you got to pray on a regular basis. That's the reason you got to read the word of God on a regular basis. Because if you don't keep the Holy Ghost moving, the other spirit's coming, the other spirit's coming, it's coming. Man, because it's working. And it's working in such a, a, a mystery, a, a way, a form. Can you go back to 2 Thessalonians again? And we'll come back up a few verses from that seventh verse. The third verse. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day. Listen to what he's saying there. Let no man deceive you. The Antichrist is going to deceive them by the millions. Including the Jews for a while. And I'm not getting into post mid and well, I'm gonna be like Brother Booker, it's gonna pan out. Okay? But I'm gonna tell you something. We're fighting the battle right now in the spiritual round. The Antichrist by already by as well already be sitting in the tabernacle. Because if you're gonna make it, there's an anti spirit. That you got a war against. And you can't let deceive you. Why do you think there's so many churches that gather together under the umbrella of religion. And claiming to be Christians. And really the only way to be called a Christian is to be Christ-like. But how can you be Christ-like without His Spirit? Amen. And disciples of Jesus. Amen. That's submitting, humbling ourselves into the Word of God. The Word of God ought to be the heartbeat of our lives. There ought to be something about the Word of God that attracts us. Something about the Word of God that we want to hear it. Something about the Word of God that we want to read it. Something about the Word of God we want to study it. Something about the Word of God we want to know what it's got to say for us. We want to hear it. And we're not ashamed of it. Amen. Because why? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel the good tidings, the good news, the death and burial resurrection. Experience in Pentecost. Man, there's nothing else in you. I'll tell you, there's not a drug that can carry you what, what the Holy Ghost can do for you. There's not an alcohol that can do you what the, what the Holy Ghost can do for you. We know that tonight. <laughs> Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition or destruction. Who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God. That spirit's working full force tonight. Doing everything it can to rob and steal and deceive. Amen. Anything that wants to submit or yield or humble themselves unto the almighty God. And to the spirit of godliness. Why do you think there's such a warfare that goes on in your mind sometimes? Why do you think them fiery darts come from places that you never even dreamed of? And all of a sudden, bam! All of a sudden, bam, all of a sudden you start fearing the weirdness. It feels like you're walking in peanut butter knee deep, day in and day out, because there's a spiritual warfare that's going on. You know why we can go to camps and come back and feel like we're on a mountain? Because we've been in church, and we've been around God, and we've been around godly people. And, and, and even if we don't pay the price, there's enough of that going on, enough emotion going on, enough splashing over that goes on. Hallelujah, that lifts our spirit and lifts our heart. Everybody recognizes God and the power of God when he moves in. The Holy Ghost can move in this place. And I'll tell you, even the babies want to come up and get involved. Because there's something about his spirit that draws all men. There's something about his spirit that draws us. There's something about his spirit, baby, when it sets on the throne of a heart. 
our minds and spirit and the moving thereof. I tell you, man, we can live this thing. Read is so important. And, and I'm, I'm going to, Lord, help us here tonight. We're going to oppose and exalt himself above all that is called to God or that is worshipped. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now, you know, what withholdeth that it might be revealed in his time. The Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God is the only thing that can hold that spirit of iniquity from deceiving you. Walking in the Holy Ghost on a daily basis is the only thing that can keep you from walking in the spirit of error. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's the reason it doesn't matter if it's Wednesday night. And I appreciate, don't take this wrong, please. I know the weirdness of the body. I understand that business of the day. But even on Wednesday nights, we want the Holy Ghost to move in this house. I want the power of God. I want every lamb, amen, and every sheep to, to be nourished and uplifted and encouraged. Help us, God, to be the shepherd that we can lead, uh, lead you and us, amen, to green pastures and to steal waters, amen. Finding that place of nourishment. Finding that place of reviving. Finding that place of being uplifted. Because we're living in a world today, I'm telling you, you can't hardly walk outside your own home and drive down the road without being exposed to ungodliness and the spirit of iniquity on the left and on the right and so if you're not full of the Holy Ghost but here's what the Bible says greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world we're greater than the spirit of iniquity we're greater than the spirit of the world we got a greater love amen than the lust of the flesh we're not in the business amen amen to pacify our belly we're not in the business amen but just pampering our flesh and pampering our carnality I'm telling you I'll read you in Romans amen in just a few minutes hallelujah you can't walk in carnality and please God carnality amen is hustle against God People that walk in carnality is always offended and always hurt and always mad and always this and always that. Can't find a whole lot to be happy about, rejoice about. But man, when you get to walk in the Holy Ghost, you can't find a whole lot to be mumbling about and a whole lot to complain about. You, you, you just look at life different. You just respond to life different. You become more content and satisfied. It doesn't matter. You rejoice with that brother and sister. Hey man, that's driving that automobile or this automobile, living in this house or that house. Man, hey, thank God. I don't rejo- you rejoice with your neighbors and rejoice with the big churches when they're having revival. Pray and pour it on them, God. I pray every one of them is getting the Holy Ghost. I pray every one of them makes a journey. I pray every one of them does exactly what you want them to do, God. <laughs> have the right spirit about it, the right attitude. Now I'm going to a place, I don't know how this is going to come all together, but we'll just see. Zechariah, the fifth chapter. Let's start with the first verse. I know I gave you eight, and I apologize, but just 11 verses. And I may not go much further than this, and one more scripture. One more scripture after this one. But here you read of a vision of a flying roll or... Amen. That, that Zacharias sees. He talks about it. He turned and lifted up his eyes and looked and behold a flying roll. He said unto me, what seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying roll. The length thereof is 20 cubits and the breadth thereof 10 cubits. This is the same as the tabernacle itself. I'm talking about not, not the, the whole, but the tabernacle. And, and if you read even in the premiere here, it likens it unto the temple or the tabernacle of God. And you and I know is New Testaments that you and I, the temple of the Holy Ghost. We became that tabernacle. We came that place that he comes and sits on the throne of our heart, our minds, and our spirit. Then said he unto me, this is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side according to it. And everyone that sweareth shall be cut off as on this, that side according to it. 
I will bring it forth, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the, of the, of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely. Man, see where it's going? I'm bringing the scroll, and I'm, and I'm bringing it in place. And, and it shall remain in the midst of his house, and shall consume it with the timbers thereof, and the stones thereof. Then, then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thy eyes, and see what is this that goeth forth. And I said, What is it? And he said, This is the ephod that goeth forth. An ephod is nothing more here but a basket. A basket that's going forth. He said, More, this is their resemblance through all the earth. And behold, there it was lifted up a talent of lead. Amen. And this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephod. And, and, and if you study this out some, you're going to see a lot of times the harlot. And you go to Babylon and you go into Revelation and it talks about this. And, and taking the, the fornication, the adultery and whoredom of spiritual whoredom and what unfolds and what this is. And it's a spiritual deal that it's talking about. And so as you, you look at this and said it in the midst of the ephod. And he said, this is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of, of the ephod. And he cast the weight of the lead upon the mouth thereof. Then lifted I up my eyes and looked and behold, there came out two women. And the wind was in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of the stork. And they lifted up the ephod between the earth and the heavens. And they said, I... Then said I to the angel that talked to me, whether does these bear the ephod? And he said unto, the, unto me, to build it an house in the land of Sinar. Sinar here is Babylon. Huh. And so now this spirit of iniquity, of wickedness, is going to go and be set in this city. So, when you see what's really begun to happen, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base. The spirit of iniquity is running rapid. It's looking for any moment, any weak time. It can, in, in your life and mind and any, anyone else, that it can come and set upon us and take up a bold within us. And so, this is a reason that you've got to be careful. I believe that's the reason Jesus taught us about idle words. I believe we got to be careful in any and every conversation that we're liable to get lured or caught up in. I believe we have to watch them, amen, right down. Because even the words that David taught us about them, amen, not to set no wicked thing before me. And how that he would be careful even to the maidens themselves. And so as all this increases and with technology. And I'm telling you, if it's ever become more, more uh, unveiling to us, amen, that we got to be careful what we set before us. And what we allow to entertain us. And where we, we, our eyes spend most of the time. And our ears are spent because we understand amen that the, the eyes are the eyes into the soul and the ears of what they're hearing and I'm telling you you can't just erase it a lot of times you can't just wash it out amen when you are I by choice amen and, and, and hear me tonight I'm telling you there, there's if you, you really begin to look in it at our apostolic movement of our day and time we, we got some apostolic and I'm not casting stones but I'm telling you we got some apostolic churches hallelujah that's that's among us but amen if you saw them walking out on the streets it'd be hard to tell them from, from anybody else you know what's happened the spirit of iniquity is sitting on the throne of that place the spirit of iniquity is beginning to rule and reign and old carnality and old flesh and old desires and old passions amen that, that old man that you've got to kill day in and day out this old man that I've got to bring under submission and under subjection hallelujah I'm here to tell you again tonight my worst enemy is myself my worst enemy amen I brush his teeth I comb his hair. I look at him in the mirror. It's not you. It's not anybody else. It's me and me alone. Because I know what the Spirit of God is going to do. If I'll yield myself, if I'll humble myself, if I'll give myself, if I'll purpose in my mind and heart and spirit, give me that good old sound doctrine. Give me that good old ethic doctrine. God, I'm not trying to look a way around. I'm not trying to find an easier way. I'm not pushing the envelope. I don't even want a spirit that I want to do that. 
I don't want an attitude and a spirit that when rules are set, I'm always trying to push them. I don't want a, I want a spirit and an attitude when rules are set, amen, that where rules are just set to be broken. There's a spirit behind that. First use, you know, you'll do this the same way. You know why there's so many denominals, churches, and beliefs and, and in America tonight? It's because they don't believe this. And they find in them a different way and easier way. One that they can find and one they can enjoy. But I just wonder, amen, as time goes on, if the spirit of iniquity, amen, and payday is going to come. And the hard taskmasters, it's going to start being unveiled. And God's going to allow it. And God's going to let it unfold. Because I believe, amen, before this thing is over with, we're going to be separated. I believe there's going to be a dividing line. It's going to get worse. Amen. There's going to be a place of separation. Hallelujah. Not, not just in, in some areas. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there were some that walked real close, amen, to apostolic. There were some that walked real close at one time to one God. Amen. And they, they didn't mind. They, they holy and they look godly but because they wouldn't accept truth and by the whole truth now the spirit of Nicholas moved in there and you can't tell them any difference I hate to be ugly here but I'm just going to tell you like it is there ain't no difference amen between them than the Baptists and the Methodists and a lot of the others they came to be Pentecostal they came amen they came to Azusa Street they came the day of Pentecostal but you can't tell them any difference from anybody in the world there's nothing real godly about them in their appearance in their conduct and their attitudes What happened? Spirit of iniquity come back. It may have never got conquered to start with, but there's some amen that might that might got the Holy Ghost. Some beliefs, but if you don't allow it to work, if you don't allow it to lead you, and lead you into all truth, there's not but one other option. It's not but one other option. That's what I'm telling you tonight. That's what we got to get across to these babies. That's what we got to get in their hearts and their minds and their spirit. There is no other option. This is the way. This is the truth. Amen. That word's in the, in the scripture setting tonight. The truth. The truth. We talked about it last Wednesday night. The way. The way. There's not a multitude. There's not a bunch of ways. There's only one way. And as you watch this and, and sound doctrine, you begin to observe and watch all of this unfold. Now you watch the next scripture I go to. I almost called the bishop, <laughs> but I didn't. Matthew 12 and 43. We've heard this often. Matthew 12 and 43, you also find it in Luke 11 and 24. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, is every man born with an unclean spirit? When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. He's talking about the unclean spirit. Seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. How many across this world? It may have believed the message of repentance. Maybe even to the point that they, they felt a godly sorrow and they repented. Even in the denominal world. But because of their spiritual leadership. That failed them instructing them how to be baptized. And what two elements that they must be born again in. Of the water and of the spirit. And that spirit had left. 
but spent a season, amen, as it wandered and looked and couldn't find a place. Listen to what happens to them. Amen. Then goeth he and taketh with him himself seven other spirits. Watch this. The other place you read about seven is in God, is in completeness and wholeness in seven spirits of God. But now, amen, an unclean vessel, a clean vessel, amen, there was the, the unclean spirit left, but he didn't take in the spirit of God and wasn't filled up. Now it becomes a vessel, amen, that's seven times worse than what it was. Then you wonder why the generation that we're living in and why we it's being exposed and we dealing with people, amen, that don't mind one bit of chopping your head off, don't mind to, to, to commit such crimes, and I'm not even going to mention some of them here, but I'm telling you there's some hideous things that go along in this world that will blow your mind, amen, with our children, amen, with young people, amen, whoever they can take advantage of, and then they wonder what's going on. I'm telling you the spirit of iniquity is taking this nation and taking her by the throat, but I'm going to tell you if it's ever been a time for the church under the power of the true godliness, you you better fall in love with holiness for without holiness and watch this and peace with all men you got gonna see God I'm not gonna see God gotta have it gotta have it come on he taught us you can't serve two masters you can't love the world and love God you can't you can't fulfill the lust and the passions and pamper this thing amen and please God the best you and I can do Amen. Is present this body unto him holy and acceptable and pleasing in his sight. Bringing it under submission. Bringing it under subjection. Amen. Bring it into the place, amen, that would be pleasing to God. Why? That's the spirit of godliness. That's the spirit of godness. This temple belongs to him and to his. And that's the reason it's, every, it's so important in every word that we say, every action we take, every direction we go in. So let's go back to the scripture text tonight. The Spirit speaks expressly. In other words, clearly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. I can take you to Acts 17 and 18. I won't do it, but you're going to read of the Epicureans and the Stoics. Amen. And their lives and what they believed as Paul went on Mars Hill. Amen. This is one of the final uh, battles. If you go and do a little study on it, especially out of the premier Bible, it talks about the spiritual warfare over Europe. Amen. That this is the height of it. The mountain, the place of Mars Hill where this took place. That's what it was about. Amen. And doctrines of devils. Amen. I'm still here to tell you again tonight, and I've said this a long time. There's going to be more people wind up lost and undone off of off of pews and off of chairs, amen, in some assembly where they called the house of God. And some of them never went to a bar room. Some of them never went to a casino. Some of them don't know anything about that. But they was never filled with the spirit of godliness. And they never let the, the real battle take place. Amen. They just lived good old lives. They just lived no decent lives. Amen. Amen. But if you push them wrong, if you get them right place, that's the reason, amen, they don't mind, you know, they, they, they don't mind getting with you. They don't mind, amen, doing certain things and saying certain things. Hallelujah, but I'm here to tell you, the Holy Ghost in me, it convicts me. It works on me. You just can't say that. You can't just think that way. You just can't act that way. That's not godly. That's not upright. Hallelujah, you came to be a Christian. We can walk that way and talk that way. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we can have the attitude and the spirit. Just willfully do things and then ask for forgiveness. No, you just can't keep willfully doing things. That's a spirit of iniquity. That's getting hold of our spirits and getting hold of our heart. And slowly but surely, it will cause it to become callous. It will cause it to become hard. It recalls that amen again with the, the master himself. And when he applies this and puts us on the bottom, we only can't do nothing with us. Clay. Spirit is likened unto the water. What spirit's working on us? What spirit are we giving ourselves to? That's the reason you can't, you can't allow a critical spirit. Can it help us? I put the brakes on criticizing about everything all the time. It's going to lead you someday. It's going to get a hold of you. It's not going to be just a little serpent. It's going to keep increasing, keep growing. <laughs> and first news you know, slowly but surely, it works its way into your heart and your mind and your spirit. You won't even realize 
how critical you've been and how often you criticize and nothing makes you happy. And even come to the house of God, if you're not careful, you just come and you begin to observe and look around. This is not right. That's not right. Nobody's doing this and nobody's doing that. And, you know. Spit of iniquity. I'm telling you, it's on the prowl like never before. Working against us. Trying its best to overcome us. Got a couple of more pages. I'm gonna let me just John's writings in Third John talks about he wrote to the church. Some believe that the church here is Gaius Church, uh, but it could be John just writing when he says the church. You know, I could see where they possibly didn't just put say the church. Or we might say the church of Bluestell or the church of Van Cleve or the church of whatever. But here, I can see them when they said the church, that included everybody. All churches. And, and so, wrote unto the church. But Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, says, receiveth us not. He had a position. Apparently a pretty high position. Was this just in the synagogue? With the, with the, the Jews? I'm not sure. But listen to the effect he had. Wherefore if I come. I will remember his deeds. Which he doeth. Praying against us. With malicious words. That that that. That prating actually means to talk long and idly and chatter. The premier put it, put it as babbling. Babbling, just babbling. Saying a lot, but not saying nothing. But now he rose up against John here. The elder, the last disciple. When he come off the Isle of Patmos. And not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, the ones that he sent, the ones that he had anointed. He would receive them. And forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. He wouldn't even let them accept him. And if you did, he threw you out. Colossians, I'm going to go to another. These are doctrines of devils, okay? I know I didn't go back and read all that, but, but listen to some of the things. And I, I'm, I'm going to be through in just a few minutes, okay? Go to Colossians 2 and 18. Paul's writings there. Uh, how many of you have ever read about the angels and people that saw angels? And, man, you know, here, here a while back, it got really popular here a while back. And, man, everybody's writing about angels and being visited by angels. And, you know... Uh, is it, it Joseph Smith that supposedly an angel came? This is where the Mormons come from. An angel come down and gave him New Testaments and, and everything. But we know what, what Paul said about that, don't we? He said, though we are an angel come preaching any other gospel to consider them a curse. I want to bring something out what Paul writes here, amen, in, in Colossians 2. We're just going to pick up about the 18th verse. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility. In other words, amen, in, in, um, in a way that's it's, it's, it's a fraud. It's, it's, a, it's not. And worshiping of angels. Intruding into those things which he hath not seen. Vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. And not holding the head. Now, we know who the head is. It's Jesus Christ. I got a few scriptures here, but I'm, I won't take the time. But, but we know who the head is, holding the head. 
not told him, not, not given glory, not given praise, not given honor. From which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increases with the increase of God. Wherefore, if he be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are he subject to ordinance? There's some things in this world it just ought not even affect them. Not a big deal. <laughs> I'm going to use this for an illustration. I won't give you no names. I'll just use it. I saw somebody getting in a mirror. Man, I was getting herself all fixed up. Somebody old is about my age. They're about somewhere around it. <laughs> As they walked out, I said, there'll be a day they really won't worry about that. They said, just, it don't mean a whole lot. <laughs> Some of us spend half the time we spent looking at this and trying to fix this and trying to impress everybody with this. I'm telling you. Well, rounds are shaped, brother, so don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, everybody can't have these perfect figures and perfect this. And, but you know what we can't have? We can have a perfect conscience. We can have a perfect mind. We can have a perfect spirit. We can have a right attitude. We can go to heaven. Hallelujah. None of those other things is going to matter. None of those other things ain't going to amount to nothing. Amen. It ain't going to mean anything. None of that's going to mean nothing. Amen. It's not going to mean one absolute, not one thing. All that's going to matter, I want to go to heaven. Now, I'm all for healthy. I'm not all for If you want to exercise, you want to be healthy and eat right. And I'm, I'm for that 100%. I really am. I think it's a shame on us when we abuse these bodies, misuse these bodies, eat any old way, do any old way, and they want God to, you know, God, we want God to let us live 90 years old with no aches and no pains. Sounds like a dream, don't it? No, it sounds like heaven. Sounds like we're going to get a glorified body. <laughs> okay? So that's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen here. But if you go back up to that, you know what that was really all about? It was about worshiping angels. Worshiping angels. Did you know we got one greater than the angels? I, I need the visitation of Jesus Christ and the moving of the Holy Ghost more than I need angels. Now, if God wants to, don't get me wrong. I, 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 there's a bunch of scriptures where angels ministered and where angels came. And where angels came and got Peter out of jail and, and ministering and doing things like that. But I'm going to tell you something. Angels cannot preach this gospel to you. They can instruct you who to go to. But they can't preach it to you. You can stand. I'm through. We're done. Praise God. Let me finish with this one. 1 John 2 and 18. Little children, it is the last time. Now just think about that. This is John's writing. 1 John 2 and 18. Roughly 90 years old. Some 40 years after Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Somewhere in that ballpark. Little children, it is the last time. He's already preaching end time. He's already telling us, hey, the coming Lord, it's, it's at hand. <laughs> I just wonder if he stood in his pulpit tonight. and I wonder what he would think. Little children, it's the last time. And as he have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrist, whereby we know that is, is, it is the last time. If they was warring against the Antichrist spirit into that manner, then what do you think you're dealing with tonight? Why do you think you've got to, you've got to protect your mind and the weariness of the mind, the battle of the mind? Why do you think you battle with your nerves? I do believe some of this we can bring on us. But I do also believe that it's our time. It's, it's the generation. It's the spiritual frame of where we're at. And what we've got to deal with. Can you imagine what your grandbabies are going to have to face? 
with all the exposures and what they're given and submitting and yielding themselves and trying to elevate and spirit of iniquity. When they start passing laws, it's hate crimes to preach against certain lifestyles. They start trying to shut, shut places down. Brother McCoo mentioned to you Sunday, wasn't it? You may not even be able to have this place to come and join together, worship together. What if we have to slip around? Sneak around. And, huh. We got to have our minds made up, though. We're going to do it. Whatever it takes, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to get involved. Let God work for us. I know I didn't get to finish all that. The, last, the sixth verse, which was the key verse, all said and done, sound doctrine. Folks, Let's, if there's ever been a time to have a real love and a real passion, amen, for this sound and good doctrines, uh, reassure. Peter put it this way, and I'm going to let you go. Make your calling and election sure. Make it sure. Make it sure for the kingdom's sake. Let me make a couple announcements before I let you go. Uh, the Vacation Bible School starts Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We need all the uh, materials in by Sunday morning, okay? If any way possible, try to make it possible. If you've got your name by something, you just plan on bringing something, please have it here Sunday morning, okay? We appreciate it. Let's pray. I hope you're praying about this. Uh, God to move. We may have some children in here, some adults in here that's never ever heard this I want them to hear it but I, I don't want them just to hear it I want them to feel it I want them to know that hey there's something more there's something out here man this God this there's a loving God caring God and a way to approach him if everything goes to plans Wednesday night the last night of the Bible school we're going to baptize Bryson, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We're going to do it on Wednesday night. Okay? And who knows? There may be some more lined up with him. So we're just kind of putting it in there like that and, and just trusting God to, to work on that behalf. Also, you have been invited to the 50th anniversary camp meeting. This is a man at uh, Career. Start it tonight with Brother Rutland. Tomorrow night with Brother Thomas and Brother Richie. Friday night uh, that starts at 7.30. This is Birdstown Church. For anyone that would like to go and be a part of that, this is left up here. You can come get the address and see who the speakers are. All right. Love you. Any other announcements? Sister Joyce. Sign-up sheet in the back. Amen. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.